Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877 I have some breaking news for you. Pelosi's January 6th committee failed miserably. Do you realize the tens of millions of dollars that have been spent? The hundreds and hundreds of interviews conducted without any opposition, without any real Republicans. All the emails, all the texts, all the outside groups feeding them information. The January 6th committee did not find a shred of evidence. They did not find a shred of evidence tying President Trump to any kind of so-called insurrection or violent attack on the Capitol building. Nothing. Well, where is it? What is it? What's the evidence? There is no evidence. The show trial hearings proved absolutely nothing. And despite all the prosecutions and plea deals and threats against uh, protesters unleashed by the Department of Justice, and what it claims is the biggest investigation in the FBI's history, not one person has provided any information whatsoever linking President Trump to any violence or the storming of the Capitol building on January 6th. You realize this? Despite a Stalinist, one-sided, Pelosi-led, never-Trumper-led investigation where there were no limits, endless resources, Subpoenas handed out like candy on Halloween. They found nothing. 
absolutely nothing. If they found something, what is it? Can we see the email? Can we hear the witness? When did this occur? What date? What time? Is there a recording? Is there anything? Nothing. And again, even despite the fact that Donald Trump had many malcontents and miscreants around him, who would later turn around and stab him in the back for a few bucks, they had nothing either. I want you to think about this for a minute. I want you to think about this. They got a hold of iPhones. They got a hold of laptops. They had people testifying who hated Donald Trump. They had people testify who had ulterior motives. They forced staff to testify, Secret Service to testify, military personnel to testify, lawyers to testify in violation of their code of professional ethics. And nothing. Zero. What's the smoking gun? Where is it? Where is it? Just like the Mueller investigation. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just like the Emoluments Clause investigation. That somehow he was enriching himself by having a hotel in Washington, D.C. By having foreign leaders stay there at his insistence. Never happened. Nothing. Just like the Russia collusion lie and the and the dossier. Nothing. It was a lie. And this is the latest lie. And you should circle January 6th on your, on your calendars now. As an example of a Stalinist, Stasi-like attack from the Democrat Party with a three or four member majority in the House of Representatives and the Never Trumpers against a sitting and former president. But I want to repeat this. The January 6th committee came up empty. Not a shred of evidence tying President Trump to any kind of so-called insurrection or violent attack on the Capitol building. Nothing. Despite the fact that that committee had only members on it that were approved by the Democrat Party's Nancy Pelosi. Some of the worst people to ever serve in the House of Representatives and low IQ lowlifes like Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger. And these hearings, these show trials proved nothing. It was a conga line of miscreants, disgruntled former employees, among others, giving their opinions about Trump, their opinions about the election, what they would have done if they were president, giving their opinions. And this so-called committee could never overcome a complete lack of evidence tying Donald Trump to anything. Then you had the former federal prosecutors 
like Saul Weinstein. You had former federal prosecutors who were saying that this was sedition. What was sedition? This was obstruction. What was obstruction? That Trump led it. Led what? They couldn't get around a couple of points. Number one, that Donald Trump specifically told people, go ahead and protest. Do so peacefully and patriotically. And so they would often edit that line out of their videos. And of course, the media would not remind people that what that committee had done was tampered with evidence, public evidence. And they could never get around the fact that it was Donald Trump in a meeting, I believe, on January 4th, two days before January 6th, with General Milley. I believe he's a general on the American side, but sometimes it's hard to tell. With General Milley, Cash Patel, the Acting Secretary of Defense, and others in the Oval Office, where Donald Trump raised the issue of the National Guard to protect the Capitol building, which was turned down by the Mayor of Washington, Bowser, and was turned down by Nancy Pelosi. Committee never looked into this. These are two of the core facts that this committee could never get around. That Trump told the people in the audience to be peaceful. And that Trump told his own head of the Joint Chiefs, as well as others, eyewitnesses, to find out if the National Guard would be requested or needed. He authorized it in advance. They could never get around it. And so you have been provided with, over the last couple of years, propaganda by demagogues in and out of the media, day in and day out. People who are made into cultural superstars because they turned on Trump. Former chief of staff, or acting chief of staff, Mulvaney, Got a TV gig. Another woman, I can't remember her name, got a gig on The View. Another woman, I can't remember, what is it? Griffin. Then another woman, another Griffin, I think, who'd been chief of staff to the president of First Lady. She got a book deal. And then another and another and another. Loathsome people with no character whatsoever. And so this committee found nothing because there was nothing. And they spent, God knows, maybe $100 million a year tax dollars trying to change the outcome of the midterm elections and trying to destroy a potential presidential candidate. And the usual frauds and phonies chiming in from the sidelines on cable TV, on network TV, You've got morons like Maggot Haberman and a whole host of New York slimes, losers, Washington Compost losers, people handing out awards to each other, 
book deals to each other. And they've got nothing. Literally nothing. And yet with Joe Biden, we have email after email, text after text, Tony Bobolinsky. We've got evidence all over the place. All over the place, like throwing mud on the wall. That Joe Biden is a crook. In his own son's words, contemporarily recorded on his laptop. 10 for, 10% for the big guy. It's in black and white. Mr. Big. Tony Bobolinsky met with Joe Biden on more than one occasion. There were more ties to Joe Biden at the center of the Biden crime family and criminal enterprise than one can imagine. No grand jury into Joe Biden. No special counsel looking into Joe Biden. Nothing. Any attacks that exist, and they waited a long time to even raise the point, Hunter Biden and his laptop, but no Joe Biden. So here we had a committee of the House of Representatives under the Democrat Party that spent the better part of two years putting on a hoax. Despite controlling the entire process, despite controlling the staff, despite issuing subpoenas, despite having people charged with crimes and arrested, Despite the Department of Justice's greatest investigation in their history, charging over 900 people, not one of which had evidence against Donald Trump. I didn't say opinions, evidence. Now, one of the witnesses presented by this show trial committee had a witness with any evidence whatsoever tying Donald Trump to violence or a so-called insurrection. Where is it? And yet they're going to put together a report. And they have declared that Trump was at the center of it. Jamie Raskin is one of the sleazeballs who's on this committee. He's one of the sleazeballs who objected to George W. Bush being president of the United States. He objected to the electors in Ohio, even though Bush won Ohio by a substantial number. Then he changes clothes, puts a dress on, and pretends he's... Marie Antoinette. Jamie Raskin's father was a commie. Jamie Raskin was invited on this show. Jamie Raskin is a coward. He is a demagogue. He is a dangerous man, in my humble opinion. It was wise of him not to come on this program. Because I was going to confront him. In a hundred different ways. But as people said that he's too busy in the lead up to the election, his schedule didn't permit it. And yet, Mr. Producer, he was on with Joe Scarborough this morning, wasn't he? He was on with Joe Scarborough because Joe Scarborough, every politician knows this is a joke. But Jamie won't come on this show. Neither will Lizzie. 
Neither will any member of that damnable committee. Not one. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I just thought it was important to make that clear because nobody else has and nobody else will. Now, maybe they will tomorrow, but nobody else has and nobody else will. Now, there's something in Breitbart I wanted to bring to your attention, one of the great sites. Republicans to investigate if Democrats pressured National Archives into pursuing Donald Trump. You see, if they follow through on this, they're getting smarter. I think this time it's a little different. It could be wrong. Hope springs eternal. But I think this time it's a little different. I'll tell you why. Because this January 6th committee and the press, as well as the the outrageous conduct of the American Stasi, the FBI, and the Department of Injustice, among others, targeting the Republican Party as an institution and targeting certain members, including Kevin McCarthy, including Scott Perry, including Jim Jordan and others. I think that has grabbed all their attention at this point. Again, I hope so. While you hear the music, I have to take a break. But I want to get into a piece here that's been written. Great journalistic... uh, work here by Breitbart. Republicans to investigate if Democrats pressured National Archives into pursuing Donald Trump. I was wondering about that. We'll be right back. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad 
Democrat as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. So the piece in Breitbart is Republicans to investigate if Democrats pressured National Archives into pursuing Donald Trump, which seems very likely because they are so sleazy and they use the instrumentalities of the government against us. Two leading Republicans wrote a letter Friday to the National Archives demanding communications and documents addressing the possibility Democrats pressured the institution into investigating former President Donald Trump. House Oversight and Reform Committee ranking member James Comer, this guy, I don't know him, seems pretty kick-ass, and House Judiciary Committee ranking member Jim Jordan, I do know him and he is. Uh, wrote a letter obtained by Breitbart News to acting archivist of the National Archives and Records Administration, Deborah Steidel Wall, over the possibility that the House Oversight Committee Democrats pressured the archives into investigating Donald Trump. Comer and Jordan noted the stunning coincidence that on February 9, Oversight Chair Carolyn Maloney wrote to the archives about concerns over 15 boxes of presidential records stored at Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago and if the agency had been in contact with archives about it. The same day, the archives sent a referral to the Department of Justice that initiated the investigation into Trump. I hadn't put that together, did you folks? The two Republicans wrote the fact that the archives transmitted to DOJ a referral that launched a criminal investigation of the former president The same day, the Democrat chairwoman of the committee inquired whether the agency had been in contact with DOJ, raises serious concerns about whether the archives made the referral after pressure from committee Democrats. Just remember, just remember that letter from the National School Boards Association, and I'm the one that actually broke that story right here. I said it's not possible. I worked at the White House. I was a school board member. It's not possible that they would get a letter at the White House on a Friday and that the Department of Justice would act on a Monday without the Department of Justice and the White House being in on it. And as we know, they were in on it. Republicans noted that despite the archives claiming, quote, it takes its role as a non-political agency very seriously, The agency failed to provide documents relating to the agency's communications with congressional Democrats. Did you know that? Comer had written on October 4 to Wall about Oversight Committee Democrats' influence and potential coordination with the archives. In December 2020, Oversight Committee Democrats pressured the archives to pursue Trump while he was in office, despite the archives finding no issues. The archives had reportedly held at least one secret briefing with Democrats without committee Republicans. On October 7, the archives responded without providing the information that Comer requested. Comer and committee Republicans in August 
have questioned the accuracy of the archive's statement on its involvement in the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Republican challenged the National Archives narrative, and they said, and I quote, on August 22, 2022, Just the News published a letter demonstrating robust negotiations between the archives and former President Trump's attorney, Evan Corcoran. Also on August 22, 2022, the New York Times reported, quote, the material in the boxes prompted archives officials to refer the matter to the Justice Department, which within months had convened a grand jury investigation. So look at the timing. The Democrats press the archives. The archives the same day send a letter to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice quickly sets up a federal criminal grand jury to investigate, and the information is leaked to the New York Times. Now, there's nothing suspicious about any of that, is it, Mr. Producer? Not in the least. That's why your vote counts so importantly. You have early voting in a lot of states. I've never done early voting, but I tried today in Florida. I just moved here, as you know, and I found out they don't have early voting until October 26th. So there I am at the library looking like a dummy. But that said, I tried. I dare not look at the books because, you know, I'm not into porno, and I know a lot of these libraries have porno now, Mr. Producer. But you knew that, didn't you? But you see how it works, America? I told you at the opening of this program that there's not a shred of evidence linking Donald Trump to any violence at the Capitol, let alone some insurrection. Nothing. That's what the hearings have demonstrated. That's what this committee has demonstrated. It didn't mean to. If you listen to the media, you won't know it. If you read their propaganda, you won't know it. If you watch the Democrats, you won't know it. If you watch the Never Trumpers, you won't know it. If you're on social media, you won't know it. Except if you go on Mark Levin's show Twitter and on my other platforms and listen to this program. Nothing. There is nothing. Nothing. And they've looked everywhere. And this also explains why the Department of Injustice and the U.S. slip and fall attorney decided to broaden their investigation and create new law with respect to challenging election results out of the states to see if any Trump lawyers or anybody gave any advice to these people on how to do it, which is perfectly legal and constitutional. I know, I know the nitwits and no-wits over there at Media Matters and media don't understand this. They can't understand it. In order to get jobs at those places, you have to be rabid, low-IQ lunatics, of which there are a number. But that's okay. We know what they are. So they try and broaden it now. You mean to tell us that this guy said that about that guy, and this guy said that about that guy? And by the way, just to show you how this works, it's no secret I've told the whole world right here behind this microphone that I'm going to find out what happened with those 13 emails of mine and how this committee acquired them. Because I received no notice of anything. And those emails were between me and one other individual. 
and they literally had nothing to do with January 6th. So in order to cherry pick 13 emails, they really have nothing to do with January 6th. They had to go through many of my emails. Don't you imagine, Mr. Producer? Now, I, I am making this abundantly clear. So Media Matters writes that I am threatening committee members, Mr. Producer. They would have been really, really good in the 1930s, I think. Working for the enemy. I'm not threatening anybody. I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it for me and everybody else. Because if it happens to me, it'll happen to anybody. Anybody. And when I get the okay, I'm going to personally release those 13 emails. Because over at Politico and some of these other places, they tried to create the impression that Mark Levin did something on January 6th. No, I didn't. Mark Levin gave people advice on how to... No, I didn't. And I'll demonstrate it. I'll prove it. But that's not my point either. I want to know what happened. You can be sure. If Maggot Haberman's emails had wound up in a Republican committee with only Republican members and a few Democrat dogs... That they'd be jumping up and down over there at the Holocaust-denying, Stalin-supporting, Castro-supporting New York Times. I don't get any backing from the company I work for here that says, we want to know what the hell happened. I don't get backing from any company I work for. I'm just going to do this myself. Myself. Everybody else is scared to death. I don't know what they're scared to death of, Mr. Producer. I don't know what they're scared to death of. I've called out members of this committee. I've called out the staff and the aggregate on this committee. I've asked members to come on this program. They won't. I've observed the misconduct and abuse of power of this committee over and over again. I was even advised by a couple of lawyers, not my lawyers. I don't have any lawyers. But I was even advised, Mr. Producer, don't stir the pot. Don't stir the pot about what? Well, you may get dragged into this. Get dragged into what? And I'm a big boy. I can deal with whatever I'm dragged into. It's never pleasant, I'm sure. But no. No. I'm not going to be pushed around by bullies. I never was, and I never will be. Particularly when they walk around with badges and guns. That's not going to happen. I will get to the bottom of it. It's the last thing I do. And of course, you'll be the second to know after me. No big deal, right? CNN writer frets... Americans care more about the cost of French fries than compelling the January 6th committee. This is what the media think of you. Your difficulty in paying your food bills, your difficulty in paying your energy bills, your difficulty in paying all your bills, 
your difficulty in purchasing products that in the past you never really gave much thought about? To CNN, you're just whining about paying more for French fries and not worried about the Democrats' agenda with the January 6th committee. Nobody who cares about America, who cares about their families, should be watching CNN or MSNBC. They hate your guts. They literally hate your guts. A new CNN analyst fretted that American voters might care more about the cost of their food than they do about the January 6th hearings. This is Nicholas uh, Lanham at Fox. Noting Thursday's Consumer Price Index data, which showed inflation reaching 8.2% in September, as well as the cost of living index at its highest in 40 years, CNN Stephen Collinson, I don't know who that punk is, but CNN Stephen Collinson noted, polling has repeatedly reinforced that the economy is the top concern to voters heading into the midterm elections. The data included information about frozen potato products as well as pork products, which have increased 10% and 5.5% respectively. While it would be too simplistic to say voters are more preoccupied with the cost of French fries than the price of democratic freedoms, it wouldn't be far from the mark, Collinson wrote. Now, this is a guy who's paid to give commentary and analysis at CNN. I please, I want you to understand something. These people have nothing but contempt for hardworking Americans. I don't care what party you are. Nothing but dripping contempt for you. Nothing. They'll bend over backwards for murders, rapists. They'll bend over backwards for people on the dole. They'll bend over backwards for illegal immigrants. But hard-working Americans, blue-collar, middle-class Americans, they don't like you. They despise you. And the more of you who vote Republican and vote against them, the more they will hate you. This is a battle against you. You've got to stand up to this. You've got to vote. You've got to make sure the people you know vote. I don't care what your union bosses tell you. I don't care what the corporatists tell you. You've got to think for yourself and vote in your interest because nobody else is going to defend you but you. Just think about what the Democrats want this election to be about. It's not inflation. And they lie about inflation. It's not recession. They lie about recession. It's not about immigration. Look what they've done to immigration. It's not about your, your pension dwindling. No, they don't care about that. They want it to be about abortion on demand. If you don't support abortion on demand right up to the last minute, then you're against women. Now, how sick is that? I'm against killing. No, you're against women. They don't lift a finger to empower the police to arrest rapists and keep them in prison, seems to me if that's your position, you're really against women. No, 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 you don't understand. Yeah, I do understand. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, Mr. Producer, I do have it here somewhere. Hold on, folks. I'm here. By the way, don't forget this Sunday, Life, Liberty, and Levin. It's an exclusive one-hour interview with uh, this fantastic world leader, Benjamin Netanyahu, and he's running for re-election. And I think you're going to find it uh, fantastic. I am, unfortunately, Mr. Reducer, unable to, to find the, uh, the list that you're asking me to look for. Let's start with Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is the coach of the Buccaneers. He's had a news conference yesterday. And, of course, the reporters in sports are just as big a reprobates as reporters anywhere else. Let's take a listen. Hat tip the Daily Wire. Cut one, go. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Holy mackerel. Todd Bowles was a great football player. I believe he was a tight end, if memory serves me correctly. And he's a great coach. And you can see he's a great guy. And smart. He wants nothing to do with this. You guys. Getting questions from white reporters, you know. You guys. You're an example. You guys. He said, well, I got friends who are white reporters. I want to play this one more time. I don't normally do this. But this is really good. Cut one, go. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of 
very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. That's my coach of the year. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877. 381-3811. I will be on Brian Kilmeade's show Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll check it out. It's an excellent show and a great lineup there. And then on Sunday, of course, I have my own show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Whatever, Central. Full hour, unbelievable interview with the former Prime Minister of Israel, hopefully the next Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. The full hour. It'll tell you things that are really quite fascinating. I don't think it'll be promoted as well as it should be. Uh, So I have to promote it here. And I really want you to check it out. Uh, I don't do shows to be... All right, I'll bite my tongue. Anyway, I think you'll uh, you'll really enjoy the show. I hope you'll watch it. As I say, I I will do most of a promotion for it right here on my social sites. But I don't believe it or he gets the attention they deserve. Uh, they do from you. It's the number one show on Sunday nights. Often the number one, more times than not, show on the entire weekend. And we crush crush our competition at CNN and MSNBC. That's because of you in this radio audience who move over there to watch the program. And I really appreciate it. And... Um, You can DVR, look, I know there's a big football game that night, so you can DVR the show. If you do it now, you won't forget. You can DVR the show so you can watch it later. And I want to encourage you to do that too. Very, very important. Well, you heard Todd Bowles, the great coach, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, He won't get the attention also from the media, as the uh, great coach that he is and and so forth and so on because he's not, you know, a radical figure. He's he's like, what are you, what are you asking me about uh, me and another black coach? Yeah, of course we're friends. We're not friends with white coaches. To, we go on the field. That's not what we think about. And that's like most of us. When I, when I work with people, I'm not there. Oh, there's a black guy. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, there's a white guy. 
you just get along, you become friends and acquaintances, you work, you're on a team. It's the way it is. It's the way it is when I was on Little League teams and soccer teams and basketball teams and all that. It, it just didn't, it, it didn't, it wasn't a big deal. But it's a big deal is what's happening to our classrooms, and I want to remind people, I want to remind people how important this is in this election as well. Because if the Republicans don't romp, it'll be viewed as an election that that really provides support for the most loathsome elements in our society that have taken over our classrooms and the minds of your children. There's a mother at a school board meeting in Charlotte, North Carolina. And she gets in front of the school board. She starts reading from, quote, this book is gay, found in a seventh grade classroom and on a recommended reading list for seventh graders. There's certain words that are in here or other clips that we have that we have to bleep out. That's how bad it is. And we have to edit out. And uh, I want to give a hat tip to Right Scoop, our buddy Brian over there, who's uh, been fighting cancer, and he's a wonderful, wonderful friend. And God bless him. So this is a mom. I wonder if the FBI's investigator, as I speak, cut 15, go. This book is gay by Juno Dawson was found in a seventh grade classroom at Collinswood Middle School. It was also on the ELA recommended reading list for seventh graders at J.M. Robinson. I'm going to read from chapter nine, the ins and outs of gay sex, starting at page 201, part one, boy on boy sex. Perhaps the most important skill you will master as a gay or bi man is a timeless classic, the hand job. Good news is you can practice it on yourself. All right, hold on, Mr. Bidu, did we did we block out enough of this stuff? Okay, go ahead. This guy has become very used to his own way of getting himself off. Learning how to find a partner's personal style can take ages. All right, stop. That's enough. So you get the drift. That's in the book for seventh graders. It's the recommended reading book. The recommended reading book by the school district. And it gets worse. A lot worse. And I don't know how much we we blurted out here, but I'm reading it now, and it's just really so filthy. It's unbelievable. If you did this in a workplace, if you said what's in this book for seventh graders in the workplace, you'd be fired for sexual harassment. If you did this during a board meeting of a corporation, you'd be removed from the board. It's so bad, I won't even do it on radio. You got the sense of it. It's worse than what you heard. This is in classrooms. This is in our libraries. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And no, gay people don't want this crap in the classrooms either. Any more than straight people want straight sex in the classroom either. Talked about and written about and pictures of it. These are seventh graders. For God's sakes, it shouldn't be 12th graders. It's not the duty and the responsibility of schools to be pushing this filth. It is unbelievable. Now, am I going to be able to go to the next one, Mr. Producer? 
mom at a California Kenojo Valley, if that's how it's pronounced, school board meeting. There's another school board that's going on across the country. Cut 16, go. When I first stood here a few months ago, I respectfully presented facts and the lack of transparency I felt coming from the district. Quickly, I was mocked and dismissed again and again. You've made it clear you do not listen to parents. You do not support your teachers, and you are not willing to budge. Now I will be speaking to the parents listening. On May 17th, my seventh grade daughter, along with every other classmate, watched a boy in her class masturbate. I only saw, I only know this because my daughter told me in the car when I picked her up, saying her friends said they were disturbed, traumatized, and scared. The principal reported the incident to the district office. I've heard not from any one of them. It does not take an expert to figure out what happens to a 13-year-old boy when he's staring at mostly naked girls wearing underwear to school. All right, that's enough. I think you get more than the drift there. This is another school. Another classroom. A 13-year-old boy. That's about 7th grade, too, I think. In another school district. This one in California. The prior one was in North Carolina. The same mother, cut 17, go. This board unanimously approves intentionally leaving parents out of gender identity discussions in all K through 12 classrooms. Last November, they hired lawyers to train staff and teachers against many teachers will how to fill out a form to hide gender identity and affirmation at school from parents. They deceivingly call it student success plan. In January, Mark McLaughlin removed the legally required parent notification for asking about my child's personal gender Mark identity. Mark McLaughlin is the superintendent. Go ahead. Of a su- question on suicide from the parent consent letter for the seventh grade California Healthy Kids Survey. In May, they vi- vi- violated my legal right to 14-day parent notification of sex ed. In June 14th board meeting, Mark stated that they stand behind deliberate removal of parent notification prior to showing a third grade class a video on transgender. He emphasized they would not change anything they did and he declared it will happen again. June 21st board meeting superintendent comments, he stated they're all, they are working on how to implement confidential medical appointments. In California, they can legally treat 12 year old and older without your consent and these people will do it. This should scare every single parent. This year starts, they put LGBTQ books on elementary school campuses and classrooms without notifying parents of the content. They did not disclose to parents that they were going to allow open gender bathrooms without securing privacy. There are open urinals and tampon machines in the boys' bathrooms. This is just some of it. They will cite California law as a reason for all of this, but let's be clear. There are no laws requiring parents, leaving parents out of the conversation. In fact, there are parental right laws, and it's time they're enforced. This is, uh, you know, it's unbelievable. Now, you understand there's about 15,000 school districts in this country. This is going on in virtually every single one. Who's pushing this? The unions and the superintendents, and the Democrat Party. I don't know of a single Democrat-controlled school board or a single Democrat-controlled school system that is fighting against this. Do you? If you do, please call in. I didn't say Democrat parents. I said a Democrat school board 
And a lot of these school boards are dressed up as nonpartisan, of course. So I don't know anybody on the left who's fighting any of this either. So when you go to vote, I want you to understand something. This is different than ever before. The Democrats want you to believe abortion is on the ballot. It's not. The Democrats want you to believe perhaps that Donald Trump is on the ballot. I personally wish he was, but he's not. Donald Trump's not on the ballot. Abortion's not on the ballot. Your kids are on the ballot. Your public schools are on the ballot. Your grandkids are on the ballot. The use of your taxes, that's on the ballot. Now, nobody's asking you to to volunteer to go to war overseas and to sit in a foxhole and fight the enemy. But we are asking you, all of you, and everybody you know, and that you have to be the activist. You have to be the Thomas Paine to vote and to make sure everybody you know votes who agrees with us. I want to ask you an honest question that you should ask yourselves, or at least answer yourselves. Did you seriously ever believe you'd be hearing this kind of stuff four, five, six years ago? It doesn't take long for a culture to collapse, after which a country collapses. We've lost control of our public school system, the government classroom. We pay for all of it. And we've lost control of it. You need to push back. There are things governors can do. There are things state legislatures can do. We did it. They did it in Virginia. Blew out all the Democrats. Republican governor, Republican lieutenant governor, Republican attorney general. And the Republicans, even though it's slight, have the state assembly. Almost blew out the governor of New Jersey. The governor has power. Governor of New York, like Zeldin. You see what DeSantis has done in Florida with a Republican legislature. If you don't send these people packing, you're not going to be able to reach into the classroom the way you otherwise could and to fix this. I love alternative education, whether it's homeschooling or what have you. But the fact remains that most of the kids in this country are still being indoctrinated by these people. And when they move from these kinds of sickening, immoral, perverse lessons, so-called indoctrination, as if the porno industry has taken over our classrooms, as if the porno industry has taken over our libraries. No, it's just the teachers' unions. And put on top of that critical race theory. Rather than people speaking out like Todd Bowles when he's asked a question. And shuts it down. With a brilliant answer. A common sense answer. And a look at people that way. You know, all these people are my friends. We're, we're involved in sports. Like they're supposed to be involved in education. And you can see the effect it's having on children. They're going to learn to hate each other. They're going to learn to be. They're going to learn that. Being a pervert is okay. 
they're going to resist your parenting. They're going to resist the morals and faith that you're trying to pass on to them. That's why they don't want the parents involved, because what they're doing should be criminal. And in other circumstances, it is criminal. Then on top of that, you get critical race theory and the racism. This is why your kids aren't learning. This is why education in America is on the decline. You pay more and more and more and you get less and less and less. And now it's not even a matter of getting less. It's a matter of this sick ideology. You've never heard Joe Biden condemn it. You've never heard your Democrat senators condemn it. You've never heard your Democrat governors condemn it. You've never heard your Democrats slash liberals on school boards condemn it. They embrace it and they promote it. This is what the Democrat Party stands for. It's not confusing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select a plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. When you step back and think about it, is it not unbelievable that parents are having to go into the schools where their children are to fight against them learning about pornography and worse? To be taught to be racists and worse? Did you ever think you'd see the day? And just a couple examples. North Carolina, California. When I come back after the, uh, after the bottom of the hour break, I'm going to tell you about Michigan. And of course, my former home county of Loudoun County. Now, we still have a home there. I want to talk to you about what's going on in Michigan. I also want to talk to you about, after the bottom of the hour, Ron DeSantis, America's governor, a fantastic person, and how now he is coming under attack on a site called Politico, which is a loathsome operation, mostly Washington Post retreads. I'll be right back. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. 
Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. I touched on this but couldn't get to it yesterday. Daily Wire, Christians and Muslims. While I'm talking about the Daily Wire, I see my my buddy uh, Ben Shapiro's coming under attack on social media. Um, In some cases by conservatives. And uh, I'm trying to remember who it is. Anyway, they're made at Ben and the Daily Wire because they insist that he fire a friend of Kanye West. Who does that show there, Mr. Producer? Do you remember? You listening? On the Daily Wire. We've had her on our program from time to time, too. Her name just escapes me. Who's friends with Kanye West? What's that? Yes, Candace Owens. I'm sorry, everybody. Because she has, in many ways, comes to the defense of Kanye West. At least what she says can be interpreted that way. And she works with the Daily Wire, so people are demanding that the Daily Wire suspend, reprimand, or fire her. Now, I have to explain something here. I've condemned Kanye West, too. I've condemned Kanye West. What he said is grotesque. And when the unedited parts came out they were even more grotesque and then when he responded to it it was grotesque again his comments are nothing short of Jew hating comments that's why ladies and gentlemen I've talked to you about this we conservatives can't just grab on to people who are famous or people who who we think will undergird our belief systems because we're very excited. There's somebody in the culture who agrees with us, but he doesn't agree with us because conservatives and constitutionalists are not anti-Semites. We believe in the individual. We are not as the left tries to portray us. I don't know what's wrong with this guy, but there's something wrong with this guy. Now, people are saying that the Daily Wire should fire or somehow punish Candace Owens. Let me put it to you this way. I hear stuff all the time. I'm sure some of you do who are Italian or Irish or German or whatever, black, Hispanic. I hear stuff all the time. What are we supposed to do, fire everybody? Now, obviously, some people say things that are worse than others. 
much worse than others. And I reject her defense of Kanye West. Completely and utterly. But she did not say those things. He did. He did. And in the past, it's not that Candace Owen and our buddies, social buddies, I don't know her that well, I have not found her in any respect to be an anti-Semite. I just have not. Even though I strongly disagree with her in this regard. Jason Whitlock, similarly. I like Jason Whitlock. He works for the Blaze. He's a smart guy. He's a religious man. He made some statements that I strongly disagree with. Should he be fired too? No, I don't think so. So get the hell off of Ben's back. All these self-righteous, tough guys out there. It's tough. It's very difficult to be a startup against this monolithic media. It's very tough. And monolithic media, I just don't mean the left media. I mean all the media. It's very tough. It's tough to do a podcast and not have 350, 450 radio stations behind you, as I do. It's tough to work for these companies. So when we have companies that are taking them on, I mean, give them a break. You want them to implode? Look at this Herschel Walker campaign. Herschel Walker will never vote in a way that threatens my country, threatens my family, threatens my children, or threatens my way of life. Warnock, his opponent, does it every day. Every day. That doesn't mean I approve of alleged behavior. I don't. But I don't approve of what Warnock wants to do to my country. Do you think it was a wise thing for the United States to align with Stalin and the Soviet Union to defeat the Nazis and the Japanese and the Italians? Yes, it was. Even though Stalin was responsible for, even at that point, the murder of millions. Or would it have been okay for Hitler to take over Europe and more? Oh, I know, Mark, this example. I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes you have to make these decisions. But she is no, in my own experience, anti-Semite. Neither is Jason. Kanye West is. And... I've commented about it. I'm appalled by it. And it's good to know. It's out in the open. It's good to know. But the lesson that I think many of you should take from this is don't don't just grab onto these guys at Sour Gauss 
they sound good in the moment without knowing more. Without knowing more. Because you don't feel strongly enough in your own principles. You don't feel strongly enough in your own values that you need somebody on the left, somebody from Hollywood. You need, in his case, a rapper to reinforce your views. You don't. You don't. Your views are the right views, period. And rather than embracing the poisonous aspects of our culture, we need to surgically, and I don't mean this physically, of course, surgically remove them and promote the good aspects of our culture. Now, remove them, I don't mean destroy them. I mean just reject them. Now, that's my view. Christians and Muslims unite in Michigan to fight sexually explicit material in school libraries. So this is the third state tonight. I can go through all of them. At the Daily Wire. People from different faith backgrounds are uniting in Dearborn, Michigan. Heavy, heavy Muslim. To fight against leftist indoctrination in Dearborn public schools. And the Washington Compost reported that outrage of sexually explicit content... And the LGBTQ books in the schools began with Christians who then turned and rallied the significant Muslim population in the area to join them. Local Islamic leaders pushed Muslims to attend a school board meeting held by Dearborn Public Schools weeks in advance and even used sermons as a platform to urge attendees to go. Well, the FBI needs to get involved, obviously. Some of those books are completely inappropriate for our children to read said Imam Saeed Hassan al-Qazwini of the Islamic Institute of America, one of the most prominent Muslims in the state. Some of those books promote pornography. Some of them promote homosexuality. We don't need this. Hundreds of people attended the school board meeting earlier this week, which got out of control when the crowd learned that their public comments would only be limited to three minutes. That's the game they play. The situation became so unruly, the school board chairwoman, Roxanne McDonald, suspended the meeting until the Thursday. Protesters brought signs with them that said, keep your porno books to yourself. I agree with them, 100%. If democracy matters, we're the majority. And protect the children, the last one written in five languages. The Post added, activist Hassan Aoun with the school district, disrespected those who attended. He responded by leading chants of vote them out. The school board responded to the signs by banning protesters from being able to bring posters to the meeting that it set for the next day. The Detroit Free Press claimed that some of the protesters and signs included homophobic and derogatory remarks toward gay people in English and Arabic using Christian and Islamic references. Now, I don't make statements like that about gay people but I do remember a time when the Supreme Court ruled in a case involving Skokie, Illinois which was a a significantly significant majority Jewish population uh, when the Nazis decided they were going to march right down the middle of the street there 
And the matter went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States, which said they have that right. Apparently, you don't have that right anymore. Pornography is okay. And as Mr. Producer, we were playing the clip of what's going on in North Carolina and California, even though we bleeped the cuss words and I was allowed, even on radio, to play the rest. I couldn't. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to expose you to that. And yet little kids are being exposed to that. And the school education bureaucracy doesn't even want parents to know about it. The school board claimed that it shut the meeting down because the people in attendance were violating the fire code. Despite the large crowd on Monday, the regular board meeting initially proceeded in orally fashion, the district said. Some of those who came for the meeting used overflow rooms set up to accommodate the large crowd. However, after about 80 minutes, when the time came to begin public comments, many of the hundreds of people in attendance began yelling about the three-minute time restriction and the request that many of those not planning to submit public comments leave the pack room to bring it back within the fire code limits. Well, why don't you listen to the people? Why don't you listen to what they have to say? They're the parents. They're part of the tax base, and I'm sure the vast majority of taxpayers agree with them. Yes, that's right. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Here we go in Politico. I told you, Politico. He's developing blinkers. Has Ron DeSantis let all the winning go to his head? See, the war on DeSantis is heating up. They fear him. Florida governor's increasingly aggressive gambits make some wonder if he's headed for a fall. The morning of the first Thursday of August inside the headquarters of the Hillsborough County Sheriff, backed by the battalion of uniformed officers of the law, uncheered on by a laughing, clapping crowd, the Republican governor of Florida likened the twice-elected local Democrat state attorney to the spread of disease. Citing primarily a pair of joint statements Andrew Warren signed, along with scores of other prosecutors that criticized the criminalization of abortion and health care for transgender people. Abortion for transgender people. You know, five years ago, that wouldn't be a sentence. Ron DeSantis, matter of factly called, obviously warranted a suspicion of eventual removal. We're not going to allow this pathogen of ignoring the law. We're not going to let that get a foothold here. Wow! 
What an unbelievably lousy statement, huh, folks? DeSantis, 44, is one of America's preeminent and most powerful governors and overwhelmingly favorite over Charlie Crist to be reelected next month and the most likely 2024 GOP presidential nominee not named Donald Trump. His swaggering standing and aggressive political posture, according to more than 30 recent interviews and hundreds more over the past several years with aides and ex-aides, strategists and lobbyists, operatives and activists, and current and former elected officials from both parties. Wow. They've been working hard. Reflects a pattern of behavior as allies and supporters chalk up to growing confidence and his critics and opponents see as an increasingly authoritarian bent. All right, folks. There's some politicians I know very well, and I've known them before. They were big politicians. One of them is Ron DeSantis. That guy doesn't have an arrogant bone in his body. He's about as down to earth as you can get as a governor. They would never write a piece like this about Mr. Fossil Fuel Hair Newsom or any other left-wing Democrat. To suggest more poison, absolute BS from a left-wing site made up of Washington Post throwaways. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he's got a beautiful family, and he is a family man. So, of course, Politico wants to attack him. We'll be right back. Inflation has everyone thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less or dining out less or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I use Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. In other words, all of us. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the Upside app, use my promo code Rewind, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with your credit card, and then you get paid. Upside users earn more than a million dollars every week. That's why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free, I said free, Upside app and use promo code Rewind to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code Rewind, Upside app. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, We have a guest. A young lady who's running for Congress against a phony moderate Democrat. I've been warning you about these phony moderate Democrats who vote for Pelosi to be speaker and and the Biden agenda. And then they pick one or two issues where they they attack their own party. And then they want you to think they're moderates. Hey, that's okay. We can vote for her or him. And uh, that Democrat's name is Spanberger. You've heard her all over Fox and everywhere else. You know what? She's really taken on Pelosi. No, she hasn't. And I said, well, I'm curious about her opponent. Because she's getting no time. Her opponent's name is Yesley Vega. Ms. Vega, how are you? 
I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, tell us the country and Virginians about your race. You're running against this phony moderate and um, uh, the area that you represent and why you are the true blue conservative and she's a phony moderate. Sure. You know, Mark, I just stepped outside. We actually have a Latinos for Vega rally going on right now where we have over 100 folks that turned out here tonight. And uh, there is no coincidence for why we're having so many people coming out uh, to our events. Uh, people are tired of what's been uh, coming out of Washington over the last couple of years. They're tired of my opponent's uh, double standards and her lip service, and they're ready for change. Folks are hurting right now because of record high inflation, because of the cost of fuel, because of the cost of groceries, and because they're seeing every single thing in their lives going up from crime to the economy to big hand of government trying to interfere with everything that we do and so we're really excited as we get closer to election day we have the momentum we're talking to voters about the issues that matter to them and we're excited because we're seeing a movement here and there's nothing my opponent or the democrat party can do to stop it what area do you or would you like to represent say that again what is the area that you're running in so the 7th Congressional District uh, begins uh, in eastern Prince William County, and then it has the uh, Stafford, Spotsylvania, Fredericksburg, Culpeper, Green County, Orange County, Caroline County, and uh, King George and half a precinct in Albemarle. So it's a uh, newly drawn district. After redistricting, uh, this district is now 70% new to my opponent. And uh, I live, work, and play in Prince William County, and I've been serving there as a county supervisor for the last three years. I also had the privilege of leading the Latinos for Youngkin Coalition, where we proudly delivered 54% of the Hispanic vote across the Commonwealth. And so we've laid the groundwork, and now we're starting to see people uh, coming out like never before, and they're ready to take our country back. Tell us a little bit more about you and your family and so forth. So uh, my story begins with my incredible parents uh, who fled war-torn El Salvador, a war uh, that was inspired by Fidel Castro, his regime, and love of communism. And uh, my parents came to this country with nothing but the clothes on their back, and only in the greatest country in the history of the world can you come with nothing and achieve everything. Uh, It is because of my parents uh, that I uh, have learned my love for God, country, and fellow men, and it is why I fight, uh, because only here in America can you achieve everything you set out to achieve. And so we're really marked at a crossroads in our nation's history. I am sick and tired of, of, again, you know, the heavy hand of government mandating everything that we do, uh, but most importantly, this radical attempt and push to try to steal our children's innocence. I am a mother of two. I'm a member of law enforcement, and I became a police officer because my younger brother was gunned down and nearly Mm. killed by MS-13. And so when I hear career politicians like Nancy Pelosi defend these criminals, for me, it's personal. And so I'm running because I want to preserve the America that we know, that we love, that so many have shed their blood and life for, uh, so that my children and their children can grow up in the America that we've all grown up to love. Well, that's fantastic. And if people and listening want to help, it's Y-E-S-L-I, YeslieVega.com, YeslieVega.com. And you're taking on Spanberger, who has positioned herself as ex-CIA, therefore uh, a moderate uh, by, by career, and uh, she's done a few moderate things, but she's voted overwhelmingly with Pelosi, overwhelmingly for these massive spending and debt bills. She's done nothing about the border. She's done nothing to support law enforcement and nothing to support the military. Do I have that about right? 
You're absolutely right. It's 100 percent support for Biden Pelosi. Uh, she's enabled everything that is happening. You know, I find her hypocrisy astounding that she goes to my parents' birth country of El Salvador to talk to officials over there about illegal migration and organized crime. But she has yet to visit the southern border to see the chaos that she has caused. How about going down the street and speaking to your party's immigration star? She hasn't done that because she doesn't care about what's happening. She doesn't care about the brave men and women of CBP being underfunded and not having the resources that they need to uphold the oath that they once took. And this is why people are furious and this is why people are fired up like never before, because they're tired of her uh, lies and her believing that she is smarter than the voters in the 7th District. And so, Mark, we're going up and down the 7th District, reminding people of her voting record and how she's enabled uh, everything that is happening and why we're the better choice on November 8th. Now, let's talk about a few of these issues. We have massive inflation in this country. People are having difficulty paying for their gasoline bills, difficulty paying for all their bills. People on fixed incomes are seeing their pensions being depleted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spanberger has voted for every one of these massive spending bills, Mm -hmm. including 87,000 new IRS agents. Isn't that correct? That's right. You're, you're absolutely right. There isn't a tax and spend bill that hasn't uh, come from Biden and Pelosi that she hasn't supported. She's supported every single one of them. How about 87,000 new Border Patrol agents instead of 87,000 IRS agents that are going to come and harass, you know, uh, hardworking uh, business owners? I mean, it is an insult and a slap to the face to hardworking Americans who see exactly who she is and how radical she is. And they're tired and rightfully so. Has she stood up, stood up to what's going on and or has been going on in Virginia schools with uh, critical race theory and the sexualizing of little kids? No, no, she has not. And I'm glad that you uh, bring that up because news just broke that uh, a delegate who is a sur- her surrogate and who has endorsed her uh, wants to introduce a bill here um, in the next uh, legislative session where she's asking for parents, listen to this, to be jailed, okay, to be charged with a misdemeanor or with a felony if they refuse to affirm their child's gender. This is absolutely insane. She also, my opponent, voted um, against uh, parents having to give consent to schools before they can talk to their children about gender identity. This is how radical my opponent is. She does not stand with parents. She does not stand with children. And this is why, you know, we're we're calling on on everybody, you know, to to come out and to vote because we're at a crossroads and we cannot afford another two years of this administration and somebody as radical and as extreme as my opponent when it comes to the issues that are impacting our families and our quality of life the most. Are you getting the financial support that you need to uh, to uh, to defeat her? Because I'm sure she's getting a fortune from out of the district. Yes, I'm extremely, um, you know, blessed to have the support of, of everyday folks who understand uh, what's at stake. Uh, you know, we've had other uh, support also um, from, you know, the party, and we're really excited. Uh, they know that this is a pickup opportunity for us to flip the 7th District, and uh, based on the momentum, the energy on the ground, uh, we know that we're on our way to, to delivering, and I'm very thankful for all of the support and help that I've gotten thus far. Well, this is very, very important for the people in your district, for the people in Virginia, and the people of the United States, because Spanberger has um, has perfected the politics of the phony, which is, mm-hmm. again, to pretend they're one of these moderates, a centrist. These are the people that must be defeated uh, while they vote almost 100% down the line for the radical socialist economic agenda, open borders, and all the rest of it. That's why the rest of the nation, you've not heard her speak out against 
any of this stuff that is Spanberger. And yet you hear people say that she's a moderate, including some Republicans on TV. She's no such thing. What would you like to say in closing? That's right. Again, you know, she has a voting record that she's hiding and running from. She wants to talk about anything and everything except that voting record. But we're going to continue to hold her accountable. And we're going to talk about those votes that are negatively impacting our families. She's hurting Virginian families. And it's time that, you know, we retire Nancy Pelosi and send somebody else to go represent people in the 7th District that understand that the government works for the people and not the other way around. Uh, this is uh, election season Abigail, who does the same thing uh, when she's up for re-election. There is nothing she She's not willing to do or say to hold on to power because she's power hungry. She's a career politician who has completely lost touch with the people she claims to represent. So I encourage everyone to stay in the fight, to get out and vote. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. We have a country to take back, and it's up to each and every single one of us to do our part to ensure that we take back the House this coming November and restore our country. And if people want to help you, where do they go? They can uh, visit our website at yesleyvega.com, and they can also follow us on social media at yestoyesley.com. But the most important thing is, please don't sit this one out. Get out and vote. Early voting is on its way already. And, of course, you can always vote on Election Day 2, November 8th. So early voting is taking place now in Virginia? That is correct, yes. All right. Well, we wish you all the best. I want to endorse you if that helps you. If not, just don't tell anybody. It's Yesley Vega, <laughs> Y-E-S-L-I Vega dot com. Uh, she will make a huge difference, folks, in the 7th District in Virginia and in the country. I think you would be really an outstanding and articulate leader among the freshmen if you could get elected there. And we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate your support. You got it. Folks, great candidate there, right in the heart of Virginia. And it's one of these phony moderate Democrats that need to be defeated. Just encouraging you, those people who can hear me, Spanberger is a wolf in sheep's clothing. In other words, he's a radical left-wing Democrat in a phony moderate clothing. Yesley Vega is the real deal. I just love these candidates. We have Hispanics and African Americans and Asians and Indians. And of course... White Caucasian people, too, who are fantastic candidates. They're all over the country. Let's get them elected. And Yesley Vega is one of them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com 
Code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Kelly Shabaka is the constitutionalist and conservative Republican who's running for the Senate in Alaska, backed by the Alaska Republican Party, backed by every conservative organization, backed by President Trump, endorsed by me, and yet Mitch McConnell is spending $7.5 million of his donors' money to defeat Kelly Shabaka by character assassinating her as he tries to prop up Lisa Murkowski, who I would consider one of the worst United States senators, who was appointed by her father originally to that position, and who changed the voting system in Alaska behind the scenes with her, with her operatives to make it more difficult for any challenger to win. In other words, they got rid of, effectively, the Republican primaries because she knew she couldn't win one. So Kelly Shabaka is running for that seat. And if Kelly Shabaka wins that seat, it will be a lot better for America. That's 100% sure. Kelly Shabaka, how are you? Mark, it's so great to be with you, and you very quickly summarized politics in Alaska. Congratulations. You've got a grasp on it. <laughs> yeah, well, you won't find me participating in it, although I'd like to go fishing up there one day. Let me ask you this. Mitch McConnell is pouring millions of dollars in there to destroy your reputation because the screwy system that now is in Alaska, you're running against Lisa Murkowski for all intents and purposes, correct? That's correct. There's multiple polls that show that this race is either tied 50-50 or 538 shows that I now have a lead at 53%. And you're absolutely right. McConnell has pledged up to $9 million that he would spend in state. That's a huge amount of money. This is the closest Senate race and the least expensive Senate race in the country to give the audience a perspective. In Lisa's last campaign, she spent a total of $7 million. So this slander fest campaign that Mitch McConnell is funding is more than an entire Senate campaign worth of money that he's dished into Alaska. And he actually pulled it from Blake Masters campaign in Arizona where we could flip a Senate seat from the caucus. But I guarantee you up here, flipping Lisa's Senate seat is the same as a flip because she's voting about 80 percent of the time with Joe Biden. She's a decided vote for the Democrat caucus, even though she puts that R behind her name. As you said, the Republican Party has censured her and removed her from membership in Alaska. So Mitch McConnell spending money in opposition to what the state and local Republicans support and to impose his own will as a senator from Kentucky who wants to determine who's in the Senate because she'll back him for the leadership position. Do I have that about right? You've got that exactly correct. This goes against every American principle we have. Aren't we supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, for the people. The Republican Party did not start in Washington, D.C. The Republican Party started with grassroots Americans organizing around a collective sense of values and principles. The Alaska Republican Party decides who its candidate is going to be, and they made this clear last year. Last summer is when they endorsed me, and it was last March that they censured Murkowski before I ever announced my candidacy. And so who the heck does Mitch McConnell think he is, a senator from Kentucky coming in here with millions of dollars of other Republicans' money coming in and imposing or trying to impose on the will of Alaskans who he thinks our senator should be, when, in fact, the only reason this race is even close to tide 
is all the Democrats in Alaska are voting for her. So he is propping up Democrat support in Alaska and Democrat votes in order to get another vote for his leadership in Washington, D.C. Well, he's afraid that you're a rock rib conservative in the Reagan Trump mold, and uh, he doesn't like that. Uh, Mitch McConnell married into a family that has very close ties to the communist regime in China. Uh, they've made millions and millions of dollars off of the freight business there uh, because the communist Chinese uh, find it very important to invest in the McConnell family. Peter Schweitzer has written extensively about this. The media will not talk about it. So he knows he has Lisa Murkowski in his back pocket. So it's it's almost like Biden. This is one of the ways McConnell has in order to protect his power and uh, and to protect his uh, so-called reputation. But he's very unpopular among Republicans generally. Now, that's a lot of money for Mitch McConnell to be spending to try and defeat you. But let's talk about Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski is a big spending, big borrowing Republican. A lot of this inflation is on her shoulders, too, isn't it? It's directly tied to her. You've got that right. So we even have economic advisors from the Obama administration saying this whole inflation problem really ties back to that so-called infrastructure bill. Murkowski didn't just vote for it. She wrote it along with Bernie Sanders. It was the climate change package, the climate change agenda Biden wanted to push through. They said it was for infrastructure, but it's so bad. You now see Congress is pushing through a legislative action to try and fix the fact that we'll be lucky if we see a dollar of the infrastructure because all that money for, quote, infrastructure went over to the executive branch where it's now hiding behind a mountain of regulations so high that they are, quote, designed to kill all infrastructure, according to the Biden administration. In fact, DOT issued a memo from the FHA saying, hey, any new proposals or requests from these states for new roads and new bridges, put that at the bottom of the pile. We're not authorizing new roads and bridges from infrastructure. So, What exactly did they mean by infrastructure? And the answer is climate change and racial equity. That's not what we meant when we signed infrastructure, is what some of these senators are saying. But that's what happened to our inflation. We pay more for gas and groceries because they printed money to pay for climate change. I'd like to hold you over for another segment. Kelly Shabaka is the real Republican, the real conservative, the real constitutionalist. Running for the Senate in Alaska has my strong support. If you want to help her, it's kellyforak.com. That's the short for Alaska. kellyforak.com. All you Alaskans who are listening, please support her. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Kelly Shabaka is the real Republican running for the Senate in Alaska. Her father didn't appoint her to the Senate years ago. Uh, And she's not getting millions and millions of dollars from uh, Mitch McConnell to smear her opponent. Uh, She's running the old-fashioned way. She's running for the Senate in Alaska, and she has much more in common with the people of Alaska than Lisa Murkowski. As a matter of fact, um, Kelly Shabaka, I, I wonder how often... Other than election cycles, does Lisa Murkowski actually get to Alaska? Because she seems to be very comfortable around Washington, D.C. in the social circles there. Well, it's a great observation. What I hear from Alaskans is they don't see her much unless it's the few months before an election. And she's lived on and off in the same Capitol Hill uh, townhome 
since her dad first bought it like 41 years ago. And Mm -hmm. so we know having, you know, I've been out knocking doors for months now and um, all kinds of rural communities and across the peninsula, Southeast, the interior. And here in Anchorage, I was out knocking for, I think I'll be out for eight hours today. Uh, We knocked thousands of doors, me and my family. And I know Murkowski hasn't knocked a single door in 21 years, Mark. So you're absolutely right that she is a DC insider through and through. She'll have dinner at Kamala's house, but she won't dare to knock a door of an Alaskan's house. That's just where her heart is. And that's who she is. And it reflects in her votes, like, you know, choosing to be the tie-breaking vote for Biden's radical environmentalists that shut down our energy industry and killed our jobs and choosing to vote for Biden's red flag laws and gun control in a state where even Democrats carry guns here in Alaska. These are the kind of out-of-touch votes that we have from an Alaska senator who really lives and breathes the Washington, D.C. insider crowd. And it's really, really sad because that's a massive state. Uh, You've got a lot of individualists up there, people who really believe in America. Uh, And you only have uh, three votes in the Congress, and they all have to count. And if she's voting like she's a senator from, say, uh, New York, and she does, or a senator from Illinois, then really the people of Alaska, if they do not remove her and elect you, are denying themselves true representation in the United States Senate where the Alaskan people really need to be heard since you only have one person in the House of Representatives, correct? Yes, you're absolutely correct. We only have three voices in a crowd of 535 people. And our senators, of course, being that they're two of 100, have far more of a say and a vote than our representative, who is one of 435. but you're absolutely right when that person, so Lisa Murkowski, her votes are, are further to the left than Joe Manchin. And it does not line up with the values and votes of a state who voted for Donald Trump twice by double digits, by double digits. That's how far off her, her votes and her values are in alignment with the values of the state of Alaska. And it's exactly correct. I, I think that this is what happens when you become out of touch with the people that you're supposed to be representing. And instead, it's not just us, though, Mark. Um, how many times do the people listening in your show who are not Alaskan wake up and wonder, how is Lisa Murkowski going to vote today? I can guarantee you there is not one other Alaskan that wonders how they're going to wake up and vote today. We're just not um, flip-floppy type people. We're kind of a rugged, individualistic um people who kind of look both ways for grizzly bears when I walk out the door in the morning. We know what we think and we know where we stand and we shoot straight. And even just that flip floppiness of I can be bought and I can be bullied by DC. That's just not the Alaskan way. And the other thing I'd say, you know, the thing I love about Alaska, we can power America with our energy. We can build America with our timber, feed America with our fish, protect America with our national security posture, create America with our minerals, but we can't do any of that when our senior senator won't advocate for us, won't fight for us, and will let the Biden administration shoot slap shots at our face and won't take any blocks for us. We've got to have leadership in D.C. that will take some heat in order to do what's right for the people of Alaska, because the nation, this country depends on Alaska being able to take care of it. Right now, we're completely shut down, and the country's paying the price. 
That's all so true. I mean, Alaska really is unique in the natural resources it has. The resources you want to protect and the resources that we want to use. And she is not a good voice for this. You had Donald Trump there who addressed the Anwar issues where no president would in the past, including Republican presidents. I know the whole history that Anwar was set up as the area where you would actually be able to drill as they made it impossible to drill in so many other areas of Alaska. And then they grabbed Anwar, too. And Murkowski has been utterly and completely ineffective at representing the interests of the hardworking people of Alaska. If it wasn't for Trump, nothing would have been going on in that specific area. Then she turns on him. She votes to impeach Trump. I notice she isn't raising any issues about Donald Trump, excuse me, on uh, Joe Biden about illegal immigration and his violations of our law there, or that he was trying to cut a deal with the Saudis, begging them for oil, which he won't allow people in Alaska to drill for, not, not because he wants us to have more oil, but because he didn't want them to cut the production until after the midterm election. That's right. Mark, she's best buddies with Biden. Biden swore her in, gave her the oath when she became senator. And you're right. She can't. She's been complicit. She isn't just, you know, taking it. She's been complicit in Biden's agenda. She stacked the deck with these radical environmentalists. She voted and confirmed often the tie breaking vote. Every single one of Biden's nominees who have shut down oil and gas production affecting all of America. So she's part and parcel of this. And I absolutely agree with you. Under the Trump administration, we were energy independent, energy dominant. And that was good for America, good for national security, good for our environment, good for our Alaska workers who right now are having a hard time paying for both gas and groceries up here. And Lisa Murkowski is the one who set all of this in motion. You know, Biden can't move unless he's got people who aid and abet him in Congress. That's the check and balance function we have. And so you have to look. It can't just be Democrats. He has to have people, quote, on the other side, this bipartisan support. And that's what he has with Lisa Murkowski. But she's not bipartisan. Let's not be fooled. She helps the Democrats, but she completely obstructed the nominees and the agenda of the Trump administration. And as far as Anwar, there's a lot of talk about it. But for people who are listening, we do development here cleaner and greener than anywhere else in the world. And if, if Anwar were the size of a Major League Baseball field, the part that we want to develop is the size mm-hmm. of a laptop screen on the Major League Baseball field. And we could power the entire United States with the oil and gas that you get just from Anwar if they would just let us touch it instead of having to go to Saudi Arabia and Venezuela and Russia and all these foreign enemies for power. We could do it here with workers in Alaska who are you know, struggling right now to feed their families and, and heat their homes. And one of our communities, Mark, we're, we're powering our, our homes with $17 a gallon for fuel. That's what it's costing us here in Alaska. Thank you, Lisa Murkowski. Well, Alaskans have a wonderful opportunity to send a, uh, a great leader to the United States Senate, send a message to Mitch McConnell and to strongly and aggressively and uh, with knowledge represent their interests in the United States Senate. And I very much hope that they will uh, will send you, Kelly Shabaka, because uh, Lisa Murkowski has done everything she can with the voting system in Alaska to try and fix it so she can't lose. But you broke through. You're giving her a hell of a time. Mitch McConnell's yanked money, as you say, out of Arizona and out of other states where it's needed to elect Republicans And there's a reason why Mitch McConnell wants Murkowski so desperately in the Senate. It's because she does everything he tells her to do. I want to wish you all the best, folks. You can go to kellyforak.com. That's for Alaska. kellyforak.com. Any support you can give her, 
She can very much use and appreciate. And if you're in Alaska and you can hear us, I hope you'll do exactly the same and volunteer for her. When does voting begin? Early voting is actually starting here soon. I think it starts uh, this this coming week. And mm-hmm. so please get your ballots in. And people in Alaska, you can just put Kelly Chewbacca as rank Kelly Chewbacca 1. And then to make it simple and minimize your time in the ballot booth, move on to the next to the next election. And thank you, Mark. We do need your, need your support. So go to kellyforak.com if you want to help us win this race. Your dollar can make all the difference in us winning this race. kellyforak.com. God bless you, and I, and I wish you all the best. I really do. And we support her strongly on this program. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, this program is heard in every metropolitan area in the state of Florida. Every single metropolitan area, as well as on satellite, and of course, as well as the app and on the internet. Every major metropolitan area can pick up this program by hook or by crook. And I've told you, this election's different. This election, we want every Republican to win. Because the Democrats are nuts. This is a different time. The Democrats are crazy. Now, I've tried to get our friend Marco Rubio on radio and TV. But it's his campaign staff, I think, can never seem to give us a yes. There's always something going on. And yet, Mr. Producer notices I'm on other shows. So we won't ask anymore. I am going to vote for him. I strongly support him. I just want you to know I don't take it personally. What we're doing here is trying to help candidates who we think of a shot at winning. Not every candidate. Candidates who we think of a shot at winning. And candidates in seats that we consider very, very important. And we'll continue to do that throughout the days and weeks ahead. We only have about 25 days left to the election. And this show is mission-oriented, as you know. We are heard in every metropolitan area in Pennsylvania. Every single one. And I can go through all the other states, too. Uh, And there are candidates who are very desperate to get on. We want to help them get on, too. Remember, we're going to have a fantastic, fantastic show this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and all the rest of it. Uh, full hour, Benjamin Netanyahu, who hasn't really spoken to the American media in months and months and months. Uh, you know uh, he, is, uh, he is an intriguing figure. He's a historic figure, uh, and he's running for re-election, but that's not why we're having him on. And if you can't watch it live, please set your DVR right now so you can catch it, because you're going to love it. He is a fantastic leader particularly when you compare him to people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. All right, ladies and gentlemen, every Friday evening, in your honor, we play America. Here we go.
right, folks, we're going to have a fantastic show Sunday. This I can promise you. I've never let you down. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. DVR it. If you're unable to watch it live, you can record it and set it right now. The week is officially over. The weekend begins now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. And uh, good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. Good night, Indy. And now we add our little puppy, Patton. And, of course, good night, Barney. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And let me say to my family, good night to you folks, too, and good night to my wifey who's out there. And I will see you Sunday, okay? Don't miss it, as well as Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you.